the path of the witch is so unique. The, the gift of witchcraft. I was able to see, hear, and communicate with spirits. A very personal relationship between a person and spirit. Carnal lust and some things like that. Working with different energies and spirits and communicating. Creating magic. Powerful yeah. ritual and powerful spells. She's actually sending me in the cold. The role of the witch is to make change. Let's it be, y'all. Let's it be. People ask me, like, okay, I'm a witch, and I don't know what to do. Twenty years ago, three young friends realized they were witches. They scattered to different parts of the world, following magic and spirit. Now, they're back in their hometown to share what they've learned. Welcome to That Witch Life Podcast, your home for living as a witch in today's world. I was just going to introduce to everybody. Uh, I am Kanani, and I am joined by Hillary and Courtney, and we are the three hosts of the local Portland podcast, That Witch Life. And we were just going to come on today to do an episode and talk about the fall equinox. Yeah. And for our listeners, hi, I'm Courtney, by the way. For our listeners who are not here, where are we, Kanani, and what are we doing? What are you talking about? We're at Columbia Willamette Valley Pagan Pride. Well, no, we're at Columbia... Willamette, Pagan Pride. Oh, the valley. I, and I, that was my... You're writing words, so now I'm confused. Okay. So, okay. I'm assuming, so you're saying we're going to play this later. Which oh, I'm yes. Okay. So, we are at this year's Columbia Willamette Pagan Pride, which happens typically in Portland, Oregon at Oaks Park. Uh, this is my eighth year of helping to put this event on. So we were very, very excited that despite the pandemic, we were able to uh, have all of our workshops done virtually. And we have a list of all of our vendors with their websites uh, on the uh, owow.org website, as well as the Columbia Willamette Pagan Pride Day uh, Facebook page. So this has been actually kind of exciting for me because this is the first time I have ever actually attended a CWPPD workshop that I wasn't actually hosting. So I've been listening to the workshops all day long, which has been amazing because usually I'm at the event helping to coordinate it and running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So um, we're really excited that we were able to host this event virtually and and Yeah. So we're, we're still doing a workshop. We actually did a workshop last year at CWPPD and it rained. Oh, it was like. Poured. I, I can't say it rained. Like it poured buckets all day. And I believe you could hear the rain in the background. while. We yeah, were- we were worried they would drown out our, our nasally voices, but it turned out it actually sounded kind of nice. Yeah. So um, <laughs> atmospheric. It was great. Right. So it was. Um, but yes, yeah, so this is our second that Witch Life, uh, CWPPD, and yeah, so I'm excited. And what are uh, what have you guys been up to? Uh, well, I just finished speaking at um, the Ninefolds Festival. By the way, this is Courtney, y'all, for listeners who are catching this episode tomorrow on the Equinox. Um, I just did my keynote for the Ninefolds Festival, and it went really well, except it had this weird PowerPoint glitch. Like, it kept popping up in what looks like Greek which I don't know how I'm going to blame it on Kanani, but I will. And it just, it just I, I don't know what the deal was, but it was it's because of my, my new love of Persephone. Oh, that's what it was. We're Toad's besties now. And you, you, you dragged her down to the, under, she dragged her down to the underworld. What I do. <laughs> 
So anyway, there was a little bit of drama there. Um, so I fully expect there will be more technical drama on this because it's already started and the things are um, following me around. But um, so thankful the, the smoke has cleared. We're breathing fresh air for the first time in Oregon. And the sun was actually out today. And we saw a full blue sky. Uh, just absolutely miraculous. And it was really beautiful. It happened right on the new moon on Thursday. Um, that's when the rain started coming down. And I went out on the porch and watched it and I just cried and then went back in the house and did a new moon cleansing. I normally would mop the floors, but because we couldn't vacuum because there was so much particulate matter in our homes that was actually gonna make things worse for us in a respiratory way. And so um, I couldn't really mop because all you would do is just basically move dirt around. Um, so what I, and I also didn't want to use like a smoke clearing because I was just really done with smoke. Even if it was something that was like rosemary or lavender, but no, I don't need any more smoke in my house. No, exactly. Uh, I just was not going to do it. And so a, um, last year, a friend of mine had made me like a cleansing spray um, that she had turned. Yeah, I think she'd actually made on the dark moon. And I just went and sprayed all the rooms in my house. And I have to tell you, the dreams I've had in the last few nights were so beautiful and just full of people I love. And um, then the air cleared. It just, I feel, I was actually messaging a friend of mine who's, uh, who I would call a Christian witch. She is a Christian, but she also practices witchcraft. And she said that she'd been praying for us. And I said, listen, we got so much more rain in the forecast that I felt like every drop of rain held someone's prayer or magic spell. Yeah. So everybody that was sending rain to the West Coast, we felt that. So thank you so much. It has been such a blessing. Yeah, it was really, I mean, as soon as that, I got woken up. I mean, I got woken up because the wind was blowing so hard with the torrential rain that it was like, started pounding on my window. And I was like, oh my God. And then it was fire, followed by the... Um, the lightning and the thunder. And I like ran outside and I stood in the rain and I just cried. I was like, this is, I'm so grateful that this is happening because it had been so bad. And like, even, even like doing everything we could to try and keep the air inside manageable. It was really, really hard to do. So being able to, to just like have that relief and know that, that more relief was coming. And then today, like yesterday I took my dog for a walk and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And, and then today I like sat in the sun. I was like, there's a blue sky. There's a sun. This is awesome. So yeah, super, super, super grateful for that. Yeah. Hillary, your makeup looks fabulous, by the way. Thanks. Always looks fabulous. I know. She always looks fabulous. Did you go see your makeup artist friend? No, I did this this morning. Oh, okay. Well, I mean like, oh, oh my God, Kanani, we did not tell you what Hillary did. Oh yeah, I like I sold I sold Courtney to get makeup lessons. She did. <laughs> Good for you. I know she totally told me. I Good love for you. Told you. See, see, my my influence is rubbing off. That's what's happening. See, so the thing is, is Courtney called me and she was like, "Hey, your makeup always looks good." Well, I need like, what should I get? What do I need to buy? I want to like up my makeup game, and of course, like it's I'm actually obsessed with this. I'm obsessed with makeup. So I was like, okay, well you want to get this and you want to get this product and you want to get this eyeshadow. And you want, so we went through the thing and then, uh, and then she was like, I'll like, we can swap. If you give me makeup lessons, I'll do a reading. Not that I, I'm going to force her to do that anyway. Obviously we both do. Right. <laughs> so, but I was like, yeah, of course we'll actually give you something in return this time. And then a, a really good friend of mine, uh, his wife is a professional makeup artist. And I was talking to her and I was telling her about that. And she's like, I could give you, do you guys want tutorials? And I was like, I mean, yeah. 
And she's like, I would totally take a tarot reading for that. And I was like, cool. So you can teach us both this class and Courtney will read your tarot. Well, what happened was nice. Hillary was telling me, she goes, hey, you know, what? my friend who's a makeup artist said she would totally give you a tutorial in exchange for a tarot reading. And I said, that's great. And Hillary said, yeah. And she said, I should join too. And then I just, I said, so wait, you're saying you're getting a free makeup lesson in exchange for me doing a tarot reading. And there was this Correct. pause and Hillary went, yeah. <laughs> Here's, here's my question. Why are you guys getting a makeup tutorial when both of you know that I don't know what half the shit is in my bathroom right now, where it goes or how to use it? Hillary actually broadened it and said that, no, the three of us will get the tutorial. I will do the labor. I'm down. I'm not mad anymore. I'm all good. All on your back. I'll come down. (laughs) I won't know what she's saying or the words she's using, but I will, I will watch intently. Oh, there will definitely be a video. We'll do this by Zoom and we'll get this kind of be like, wait, what? What am I doing? I don't know. And then you have to explain things two or three or four times. Well, I told you a couple of the makeup sponges I had. My nine-year-old told me what they were because I didn't know what they were for. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Because she watches those tutorials. So she she explains to me like, oh, no, this is a brush for that. I'm like, what does that mean? What are you talking about? (laughs) I don't know these these things. Yeah. So that's, it's pretty, pretty typical. Yeah. That's awesome. (sighs) I was... I don't know. I've, I feel like, I mean, for our listeners that have listened to kind of my, I feel like slow downward spiral over the last eight weeks of just anxiety anxiety and depression and just like getting completely wigged out. And then we couldn't breathe and I couldn't even open a window, even though it was nice and cool outside. And I was, I I just, I, I actually woke up Saturday morning and I was telling Hillary this yesterday. I woke up Saturday morning and I was like feeling calm. And I was like, you can't feel calm right now. Stop it. I don't stop. You're, you cannot be calm right now. You have no idea what's about to happen. And then within an hour, I get start getting messages from people about how RBG passed away. And first of all, let's represent. It is the sequin pillow with RBG's face on it. Hello. The sacred, the yeah, sacred it, altar to RBG. So I just broke. Honestly, yeah. I feel like I just, I didn't cry. I didn't, I just, I just literally deep down just was like, I, I, there's nothing left. I have, I, I can't break more than I've broken right now. And somehow from that, I, I let it go. And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't be this anxious anymore. I can't be this fearful. Shit is going to work out. I don't know how I, I'm going to be okay. We're going to be okay. This is going to be okay. You know, she did so much. This was her time. Yeah. He deserves to be at peace. It's our time now. You know, she faced adversity. We've never known. And I just picked myself up and I just, I turned off all the news. I didn't go on the internet. I went outside. I did a couple errands, hung out with my kids, watched some movies, had popcorn, focused on some family time and, and just kind of started feeling a peace that I have not had in such a long time. Like the night before I got in a big fight with my husband and I had to make up with him that morning because he pretty much pointed out because he was so upset that pretty much I was being a giant butt face and I had to own up to that. And so we had a great family day. And then last night, so 
I have not smiled in a long time. I have not laughed. I have smirked when I've tried to watch funny movies and I'll kind of smirk and I'll kind of be less depressed. So I had a really good day yesterday. We went to bed. I slept laid down next to my husband and I flip flop. It drives my husband bat crap crazy because he calls he calls me when wrestling the splashers, people that climb up on the pole and then splash down on someone. That's what he calls me. As he says, I just splash in bed. It's just this huge wave of just movement. Wave of so, Kanani crashes into the bed. It's, it's hilarious. I have even spoken to exes and they're like, I don't remember that. And I'm like, my husband swears that I am like a WWE wrestler in bed. So and anyway, you found your full power after your last breakup. You're like, you know what? You know what? I'm yeah, screw it. Language in this episode, f this. So I had a great tsunami. day. Tsunami. I had a great day. I was feeling, I was, I was feeling calm. I was like, okay, maybe I'm actually not going to have horrible dreams tonight. So I kind of am flipping over, and the combination of the fact that I was trying to yawn, and I was, t- I was twisting my body. Right in his face, I let out the loudest, strangest sounding belch <laughs> I have ever heard. And he physically jumped up in bed with his hands like this. Like he's going to just start throwing fists. Like, And the look of terror and panic in his eyes caught me laughing. I'm laughing now. I was hysterically laughing to the point that I was snorting. I had to, I couldn't stop laughing because just that look of terror in his eyes, what's happening? What's going on? And it was the first time I have laughed and I cannot remember how long. I had to get up after about 10 minutes of not being able to stop hysterically laughing and go to the bathroom. I had to wipe my eyes with tissues. I had tears in my eyes. I'm snorting. It was the best end of what I feel like was an incredibly trying time that I'm just like, okay, I feel like I'm, I'm on a different road now, but it was absolutely hilarious. Just like I said, the last face of, Oh my God, what's happening? was just, I, I I could not stop laughing. It was absolutely hilarious. Sometimes oh. you just need those moments. I know, so like I got the news about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I was, so I was in a meeting and my phone was like going off. It was like message, message, notification, notification, Facebook, you know, it was like one thing after another. And I was like, what the hell? And I'm like trying to have a conversation with an employee and like, I'm trying not to get distracted and finally, I finished this meeting, and I'm like, all right, seriously, like, what is going on? And I looked at my phone, and I screamed, and I threw it, and I started, <laughs> like, threw it on the floor and just started crying. And I was like, can you, like, can we just have one day? Like, I mean, it's like, we, it's like, I had this moment of, like, such gratitude for this rain, and then I'm like, okay, things are looking up, things are great, and then it was like, whack, you know, just like, smack right in the face. And I was like, oh, my God. I just, yeah, I mean, I have, I don't think there's, there, I don't know that there's anyone on the planet that I have as much gratitude for as that woman. And I mean, like, seriously, she deserves the rest. I mean, like, she should have been able to retire forever ago, and she didn't so that we could all be safer, you know? And so, so much gratitude for her, and 
you know, yeah, I don't, I, it was a, it, it was definitely a rough one. I was just like, oh my God, you know, and, and there's been so many ups and downs because she's been in and out of the hospital before. So I was like, you know, I kind of told myself like, oh no, she's going to be fine. She's invincible. And then I was like, wait, what? <laughs> well, I think there's also something that we should note is that years ago, Hillary had the premonition about Princess Di dying. And I remember we were at the bowling alley and you had this. And then Kanani had the vision of something happening and then RBG passing. So it's like you, and then, and then I had the premonition about Brian Dennehy. <laughs> no offense to Brian Dennehy, but I want to know why they got Princess Diana. I'd like, I'd like to know why I got Brian Dennehy. <laughs> when they were passing out premonitions, I got Brian Dennehy. You're welcome. Oh my god, I like <laughs> that. Literally happened is that I had a premonition that Brian Dennehy died, and that he did. <laughs> I'm like, I really. You're welcome. <laughs> and then I feel bad because I'm laughing about a person's death. Not a bad person. Oh I don't know. That was if it makes you feel better. I don't know who Brian Dennehy is. So if that helps, <laughs> if that helps you, he was one of the great actors that you've never heard of. He was in Tommy Boy. He played Tommy Boy's dad. You definitely saw Tommy Boy. Yeah, no, you saw. Okay, Tommy Boy. I, I, yes, I vaguely recollect that. <laughs> no, he was in. Um, he did one of the most. He was actually a really amazing actor. He was an incredible actor. He death of his death of a salesman. It was very funny was like one of the most phenomenal. Oh, he was phenomenal. That was ever produced. But yeah, that's that's the premonition I got. So I'm not feeling too cool about my abilities as a psychic while I'm sitting next to my two friends who are getting great world leaders and I got Brian Dennehy. No offense, Brian Dennehy, but yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah. All right, Kanani, what are we doing next? All right, so we are going to talk about uh, Fall Eck. So... Um, Fall Ek goes by a lot of different names. I we call it Fall Ek. Fall Equinox is the full uh, term. In mid-September each year, we have the fall season and we have the arrival of the fall equinox, otherwise known as the autumnal equinox. I don't actually believe that's a word, by the way. Autumnal. It is a word. It is literally a word. Though. You don't use it. I'm so tired. Every time I bring a new word, she goes, it's not a real word. I don't actually that's think that's a word. You're like, just because you've never used the word doesn't mean it is not one. I'll read it, even though I actually don't think it's real. But <laughs> it's the moment when the sun crosses the equator. And for those of us living in the Northern Hemisphere, we begin to see more darkness than daylight. The, you're making me say it again. The autumnal fall equinox <laughs> marks the turning point when darkness begins to win out over daylight. And our hours of daylight, the period of time between each day, between sunrise and sunset, has been growing slightly shorter each day since the summer solstice in June. So summer solstice is the longest day of the year, meaning it has the most light. And then we go to the least amount of light in the day, which is the winter solstice. And we are now directly in between summer solstice and winter solstice. Um, so for the next three months, our hours of di- daylight continue to grow shorter. I'm just going to replace it. I'm just going to say at the fall equinox. Fine. 
This is what happens when you and I are equal. You call me and ask me to do the research for you, which is exactly what you did. But then you throw in these words that aren't real words. The name Equinox comes from the Latin word aquis. Really? That's I don't speak Latin. How is it spelled? Family friendly podcast, by the way. (laughs) How how is it spelled? A E Q. No, A E Q U S. It's because she likes to say Uranus. So she's making me say aquis. No, I think it's equus. Are you sure it's not equus? Because usually if it, anyway. Probably equus. U-S or U-I-S? No, it's just U-U-S. U-U-S. You're right then. It's in the Google Doc that we're looking at. You're correct then. You couldn't make me say Uranus, so she's making me say equus. (laughs) Meaning equal and nox meaning night. So an equinox occurs twice a year. There's the fall and the vernal, really? Really? Vernal is, it's a word. It's not a word. So there's the fall and the spring equinox. I'm not going to say these words. Did you read this before right now? Many many civilizations have celebrated a harvest festival around the equinoxes. In the 1700s, the Bavarians began a festival that starts in the last week of September, and they called this festival Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest is awesome. So Oktoberfest is still celebrated in Bavaria today, and many cultures around the world see this celebration as the second harvest after the first harvest of Lamas, and equinox as a time for giving thanks. This time of year is when farmers know how well their summer crops did and how well fed their animals have become, and this determines whether you and your family would have enough food for the winter. That is why people used to give thanks around this time, thanks for their crops and animals and their food, and the original American Thanksgiving was celebrated on October 3rd, which makes much more sense with the harvest times. By the end of November, there's not much left to harvest. And the name Mabon comes from the Welsh god, who was the son of the earth mother goddess. However, there is evidence that the name was adopted in the 1970s and the holiday was not originally a Celtic celebration. It wasn't. To celebrate this holiday, pagans might pick apples Apples are a common symbol of the second harvest. They may use the apples in an apple harvest ritual that thanks the gods for the bountiful harvest, and others might perform a ritual to restore balance and harmony to their lives. As this holiday celebrates a day with equal light and day, another common ritual is set up an altar with symbols of the season, such as apples, grapes, and other seasonal harvests. Any Sabbath would not be complete without a feast for family and friends. So let me just say that for those who usually attend CWPPD in person, uh, it is the last, the weekend following CWPPD every year is actually Oaks Park Oktoberfest. It is typically the event that closes out their, uh, their amusement park season. And that's the last event that they have. And I would usually go every year with my family and the kids and we would enjoy all the different Vendors and foods, and my kids loved it because they would do wiener dog races. So <laughs> long live Oktoberfest. <laughs> That's how I'm going to close out Follick. You literally did not look at that until just now, did you? I looked at some, I looked at the dirty words you made me say. <laughs> I saw those because they were bold. <laughs> oh my God. Dirty words. So we're just going to take a quick break here to remind everyone that if you would like to support the podcast, we are on Patreon. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to all kinds of bonus content and crazy fun exclusives. This week, we released a guided meditation led by Robin Korak, 
the author of Persephone, Practicing the Art of Personal Power. And tomorrow we'll be releasing the video of our cracked out conversation at Columbia Willamette Pagan Pride. We want to give a special shout out to Sarah, who has joined us. Sarah! Who has joined us at the Kanani girlfriend level at 25 a month. And so Courtney is going to pull a tarot card for Sarah. I would do it anyway for Sarah, but I'm definitely going to do it because she joined at the Kanani girlfriend level. Anybody who's willing to be Kanani's girlfriend deserves a lot of love. So here we go. Or boyfriend or envy friend. Or your boyfriend or envy friend. Okay. Yeah, we are, we are inclusive. All right. So Sarah's card is, oh my God, she got the chariot. The chariot is full steam ahead. All things are a go, but it also reminds you that, um, you're in control. One of the mysteries of the chariot is that, um, there's two very different creatures that are pulling the chariot and they actually aren't tethered to the chariot. So nobody really knows how the chariot is moving. So when we get this card, it's saying just move forward. You know where you're going. You don't need to obsess about how it's going to work along the way. You just need to get in the chariot and go. It's a very good card. And it's so if there's something that you are ready to move forward on, go ahead and move forward. Even if you're not entirely sure how all the pieces are going to work. So thanks again, Sarah. I hope you liked your tarot card. Awesome. And thank you to Sarah and all of our Patreon supporters. And if you want a shout out and tarot card pulled for you, please consider joining us at the 25 level a month or over, but any amount will give you access to all the cool stuff that we have going on. If you can't do a monthly donation, totally understandable. You can also buy us a coffee or three or pick up that which life merchandise on Etsy. You can also consider becoming an episode sponsor It's a great way to promote your business or event to thousands of people in the magical marketplace or even propose marriage to your favorite witch. Which is what I'm actually hoping will happen. I'm just hoping somebody will do this for us. You know, let us be part of your life. That would be amazing. I know. That's what I'm hoping for. Come on, guys. Great way to do it. And find out more on our website at thatwitchlife.com. And between now and the end of September, we are donating 10% of all of our proceeds to United Way of Central Iowa for their storm relief efforts and Habitat for Humanity of Los Angeles, who is addressing housing needs across all of California after weeks of fire damage. I think it's time for a word from our sponsor. I think so. Believe it or not, Yule is just around the corner. And what better place to get handmade, magically charged candles, incense burners, or altar cloths for every witch on your holiday list than from real witches, making real magic and supporting a better world. If this sounds like you, then check out The Witch's Resistance. The Witch's Resistance was an idea born out of the anti-liquid natural gas movement, starting at an action in Tacoma, Washington. They are more than just a name. Proceeds from their handcrafted art and spell candles help support a variety of causes, as well as their ability to go to events and actions. In addition to handcrafted candles, they offer a carefully curated selection of all of your witchy needs including altar tools with everything from cauldrons to mortars and pestles engraved with pentagrams and pagan knotwork. I have purchased from them multiple times myself, and I am always thrilled. I have bought many altar items, including altar cloths, small cauldrons, and I love their guiding light candle. Courtney can't be the only one repping the witch's resistant swag, so I bought myself the tank top last year, and I love it. I am always excited to not only be supporting a family-owned magical business, 
but also supporting causes that I care about. Visit witchesresistance.com today and enter code thatwitchlife at checkout to receive a 10% discount for all purchases made between now and October 31st. Thank you to the Witches Resistance for being an episode sponsor. I want to say though, I made an apple pie in the fall and I gave it to this hot guy and he ate it and then I married him. So apple pie in the fall is also a love spell. Just so you know, FYI, thanks. Trademark Coco. Funny, funny tidbit about the solstices. My current husband, his birthday falls on or around within a couple days of summer solstice. My ex-husband's birthday is on winter solstice. And you are basically an equinox baby. And I am basically an equinox baby. So yeah, I am, I don't know what it is, but I've always been very, uh, and I kind of feel like maybe that's also what kind of helped to turn my mood is I've always been very kind of balanced and, and with the, with the, equ- <laughs> with the equinoxes more so than lunar energy. I kind of always am seasonally a part of whatever's going on there. So fall, fall EQ, that's what I call it, is absolutely my favorite. It's my favorite time of year, has the favorite, it's close to my favorite holiday, which is Samhain and the leaves are turning and the air is crisp. And I just, I absolutely love everything about fall. So <laughs> I couldn't love it more. And because it's your birthday, you won't come out. And it, has my, it has my birthday in it. And it has Columbia Willamette Pagan Pride Day, which I have done for eight years now and absolutely adore. It's one of my favorite days in the fall. So yeah, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fall equinox fan. Hey, Kanani, I made a decision and you're going to get really mad, but I'm going to tell you here, I'm going to bring you your birthday present and you're going to open it on the show, but it means I have to drop it off in advance and you're not allowed to open it early. Oh, what is that like? You're going to, you're, feel you're like? clearly going to have to give it to my husband because if you give it to me and I see it, I will open it. You know this, you know this. <laughs> well, I say that it won't, it won't. Yeah. I'll probably have to give it to your husband. You're going to have to give it or to me. Or you can give it to me and I'll just hold on to it and drop it off to her on her birthday. There you go. That's a good idea. But let's be real. We'll open it on the show. We're recording two episodes that day. So, you know. So there you go. So it's a thing. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm sure. You should be. It wasn't cheap. Well, then I'm even more excited. <laughs> I'm a really good friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a really good friend. I'm a really good friend. That line from Mean Girls is what has followed me through my whole life. I am such a good friend. Well, then it must, it must mean there's, that it involves some type of baked good then. Maybe. Although, although I don't know that that would be super expensive, but. Your cupcakes last year were expensive because they had liquor in them. Yeah, those were really good. Those were not cheap cupcakes. Those were I mean, really good. Made the frosting with Bailey's Irish cream. So, yeah. My favorite, my favorite birthday cake actually was one that my husband had made for me. It was, I want to say it was the, I don't know if it was the year before we got married or the year after we got married. Um, but it was this bakery we loved that isn't around anymore, sadly. And I told him I wanted all my favorite things on it. or just put my favorite thing and he couldn't figure out what to do. And so they essentially took the cake and they cut it in quarters as far as the decoration. So one quarter had pumpkins in a fall scene. One quarter had fairies on it. One quarter had flowers, and then the other quarter had footballs. <laughs> and it was like all my favorite things about about fall because a lot of people people may not know I'm actually a huge sports fan. 
Um, so we watch, uh, we watch sports all the time. I was like, I've always been like this when I was married to my ex-husband, he didn't know anything about sports. So his friends would hear sports in the background and be like, Oh, you're watching the game. They start talking to him. And he's just, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, my wife is watching it right now. I don't know any of the words that are coming out of your mouth. And they're like, what? So, um, so yeah, fall is, fall is definitely a, a time of year I feel most kind of grounded and connected. And, and I feel like it's helped snap me out of a pretty crappy last, last few months. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And I plan on, uh, I actually have now put on my, my phone calendar, the new moons, the full moons, and what I want to do so that I am kind of like holding myself to task to do these things. And I've just realized like, if I want to keep feeling better, I need to lean into my magic. And so I'm just, that's kind of where I've been at. And so I'm, I'm excited to celebrate the solstice and, 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 and get on with the year. Yeah. I'm going to do get on with it. I finally, I finally stopped like the the gods and I have have had our reunion. And so I'm starting to sit with them every morning. Um, Had a really powerful moment in which I realized I needed to um, let go of my old altar. Um, It happened after we, um, we realized that uh, we weren't going to be fleeing the fire. And so I no longer was asking myself what magical supplies I would bring and which ones I would leave behind and I realized that my old personal altar is no longer, it's no longer for me. It represents a time when I was younger and I was very transient. Um, and I've had a hard time connecting with it the last few years. And I finally realized it's because my work is now with my husband in my home. And so the altar we use is on a very sturdy table in the center of our um, of our home. Whereas my, my old altar, which I've done so much magic on was two wine boxes, wood glued together with an Ikea shelf on top. That worked great for me when I was, you know, a young witch living in New York city. I remember dragging home those wine boxes and putting it together. Um, but that's not how I practice anymore. So I'm actually giving it to a young witch who doesn't have an altar and hope that it's, um, good for, good for her. Um, and I, um, I'm now, uh, I've got a new practice with sitting with the gods every morning and, um, had breakfast with my ancestors. It was lovely. I made them. I love doing that. Yeah. I made them coffee and I made myself a plate of eggs and sat down and had, had breakfast and just told them everything that was going on in my life. And when my husband woke up, I said, I just feel really good today. Um, I, I just feel like everything's going to be okay. I mean, pandemic, fire, potential civil war and revolution. I'm fine. We will be okay. So. I'm currently kind of on the hunt for where I want to place my new Persephone altar. So she, she is getting one. She'll tell you, she'll let you know when she comes in. I'm kind of peeking around, like, where is it going to go? But yeah, I, I I did a lot of altar tending. I did a lot of kind of getting, I'd already kind of stocked up on some of my magical items, but kind of started going through some others. And I just realized that I just need to start leaning into the magic because it's, 
I feel like that's kind of what helped get me out of my funk. And so I feel like now I just have to keep rolling with it because I feel like if I don't, I'm going to get back in my funk. And it is what's so weird is that when we're in our funk, the last thing we want to do is oftentimes the last thing witches want to do is practice magic. Yes. Yeah. But when you're in that crappy space is the time when you really honestly word should, but that's the time when leaning into magic is going to be the most helpful. Yep. So yeah, I totally, I mean, I feel like when I get in a funk, it's, I also struggle. It's like, I'm like, my altar is getting dusty. My, you know, like I just am paying no attention to my magic. And it's every time without doubt when I go, okay, hold on, like pull it together, like go to your altar. You, I mean, like you have these tools available to you to manifest what you want. Why are you not doing that? And then I do. And then I feel like immediately better. And yet every time I get in the same situation where I'm like, I'm like, where I'm like, okay, but if I, if I would have just done this from the beginning, so I'm actually really trying to get in the habit of that being of like retraining my brain to be that be a go to, you know, to, to when I'm in crisis, rather than like just finding just going to comfort, but actually go because what I think what we sometimes define as comfort isn't necessarily what helps us like, you know, I might be like, you know, what's com- sounds like comfort, like a a pint of ice cream and stupid movies and like not doing laundry and not taking a shower Fair. and all Fair. these things are like like sound really comforting to me but in their practice they're actually not right like I actually feel better if I like have some like really nice soup I know that makes me feel better like clean my altar and create like like do some magic work a spell sit and center myself, ground myself. All those things actually make me feel way better than ice cream in a movie, but it's so easy to get sucked into ice cream in a movie. Like it's so easy. So um, I'm really trying to create an intention this, you know, moving forward this year and into the new year of just really trying to have that be my default, like default setting when I'm in crisis. Cause I think it serves us so much more. Absolutely. And Courtney, yeah. you were going to tell us about the astrology. I am. I also think it's just, we probably need an episode on ice cream magic. So if there yes. are any ice cream witches out there. Oh God, please know, because I'm trying to get away from ice cream is what I do when I'm sad. <laughs> you, talking about it is different than I know. It's, it's hard. Or does someone to come and talk to us about ice cream magic? No, I know. Actually, I was, I mean, I, I, food magic would be an amazing episode, actually. We have a food magic episode coming up just before Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. Right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, well, Don the Kitchen Witch. Anyway, so yes. Oh, good Lord. If I can get through this astrology talk, I don't know that I can do it, guys. Some of this stuff is going to make me laugh. Courtney has a really hard time saying some of the words in this. this I'm going to focus because Kanani Kanani says when I laugh too much, it sounds silly. So I'm going to try really hard to be focused. Are you going to keep saying Uranus? Is that what's going on? Stop it. Okay. So this year... The autumn equinox falls on a waxing moon, which means a growing moon. So although this is a time for reaping blessings, um, the which means, you know, taking in the harvest, this astrology also favors growing things um, that can be reaped later. So while the energies of this holiday really encourage harmony and comfort, the hallmarks of Libra this year, which the equinox occurs, oh God help me, um, you're in so much trouble you're never gonna be able to do you need me to say it no no i got this the moon is quincunx uranus 
She's the moon is Quintunx Uranus. Courtney has a really hard time saying this collection of words. What happened is she mispronounced it slightly on an episode and it, it just went awry. And it's, like one those, it's one of those moments where like, it's, I mean, I remember this many, many performance performances and choirs and stuff like this. Like there's something that was funny at one point and then like forever when you get to that thing, it's funny again. Well, this is Courtney's meltdown funny. So I've said it for you, so just move on to the next portion. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I am a professional. Quintus Uranus and? Bringing together the opposing qualities, which involves changes in mood, (laughs) unsettling old patterns. The moon is also trying Venus, which is about embracing beauty. (laughs) Sorry. One of the things that might be good to focus on in this equinox is how to bring beauty into your life. I keep seeing booty. I don't mean that. And she's gone. <laughs> and we're gone. Woo! We need to go and move on to talking about magical plants. <laughs> I, can usually edit, I can usually edit out my meltdowns. This will be harder today since we're live. Okay, this might mean beautifying the home or beautifying yourself. As always, taking a base oil, um, perhaps spiked with essential rose and basil oil, and putting it on your altar while doing your fall equinox ritual will make for an excellent glamour spell if you want to draw positive attention to your physical beauty or simply feel more, or simply feel more beautified. Nice job, Hoover, Weber, whatever my name is. Um, because this energy is about unsettling old patterns, this is a really good time to put Hillary laugh. Don't look at me. Just I'm not looking. I'm not, I'm not. You don't exist. I'm covering the screen. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's, because this energy is about unsettling old patterns, this is a great time to break through insecurities about your appearance. So we all have them. It doesn't matter, you know, how, how often you hear that you look fabulous. No matter who you are, we have moments when we don't feel as good. And this is a really good time to break through those insecurities about that. So on a technical level, it is also a really good time to declutter your living space, um, get a haircut, or have your pod mate give you a pedicure. So um, if you've gotten kind of sloppy in dress or your appearance because of the pandemic, this is a really good time to shed the sweatpants and start putting on clothes that that really look good and make you feel good and start becoming back in touch with your body. Um, I know I've been super inactive and I'm starting to feel the, the feelings of of lack of yoga. So this is what I'm going to be trying to embrace is, is to get that as part of my routine. Um, so if you take this time to get into a new beauty or housekeeping routine, routine, you are likely to stick with it. Also, if you are thinking of applying for a new job or selling a home or your car, this is a good time to do it. Um, this kind of work as you will be considered even more your your product or your resume will be considered even more um, attractive by prospective employers, home um, car buyers, et cetera. So I did it. Uh, Yes. You did it. I did it. I win. I think it's interesting that you talked about how now is a good time to be kind of focused on decluttering and stuff because I actually just went through uh, my daughter's entire room and I started part of it I think is just the the need to declutter but also kind of with all the madness of people having to evacuate and things I actually bought totes 
and all the little things of my children's that were keeping for sentimental reasons or what her old dance costumes, her old t-shirts from activities she's participated in. So things we don't use, but we have, I've started, I started putting them all in these totes so that they're all in one place instead of just kind of scattered throughout the house. And so I've actually been going through closets, nice, pulling, pulling all of the things that we are, that we want to keep, but they're kept strictly for sentimental reasons and they don't actually need to be out in our space. And I've actually started kind of decluttering all of that. And it has felt amazing to know like all of these things are just here. And so if we wanted to take them, we could just grab this, grab this tote. And this is all those little sentimental pieces of clothes or whatever. Awesome. So that was very cool. And Hillary, you were going to talk to us about some magical uses for bay leaves. Yeah. So it's actually awesome that Courtney was talking about you know, using this as a time to bring confidence in because that is one of the, I mean, literally bajillion things that bay can be used for. So we usually refer to these as magical herbs. Bay is actually a tree, um, but it can be treated the same. Uh, so I love using bay. Uh, I use it in, I mean, I'd say like at least 80% of the things that I do because it has so many purposes. Um, it is great for confidence. So if you are trying to up your confidence a little trick is you can actually put a bay leaf in your shoe and it'll help you walk with confidence. Like if you're going into an important interview, if you are going into, um, you know, to, to try and sell something to someone, if you're trying to convince someone that they need to hear you, if you want to feel better on a first date, like bay in your shoe is a great way to like boost your confidence and just feel really good in your skin. I'm totally um, using that at our next business meetings to get Kanani to listen to me. Oh my God. So yeah, we should just like constantly have it. Actually, I should have put one in my shoe for this, you know, so that Kanani would listen. Um, <laughs> she's like, not going to work. Um, <laughs> she's like, my magic is too strong. I will reject the bay leaf. Um, so it's also really good. It's good for protection. Um, it can be used in a number of different, different ways for protection. You can put a leaf in each of the corners of a room. Again, if you have pets, please be wary of any herbs. Uh, many plants are poisonous to pets, or at least will give them the gastro distress that you probably don't want to deal with. So if you have pets, maybe put it elevated, but you can put them in the corner of a room to protect your space. Um, you can, you can burn them and smoke them and, and use them to kind of, uh, to protection charge your space. So you could use it the way you would with smoke cleansing. Uh, you can, you can put it in incense blends and it's, it's great. It's easy, pretty easy to grind up with a mortar and pestle. Um, so you can put it in blends and it, when you're doing uh, money magic success or good fortune magic, uh, when you're doing healing, healing or strength magic, it's also really good for divination. It's another herb that's good to put underneath your pillow. If you're trying to get prophetic dreams, or if you're having dreams that you're having trouble clarifying, it's another good herb to put under there. Um, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to do with Bay is if you're trying to, if you are trying to manifest something and you really want it to come true, if you write your intention on a Bay leaf, and you burn it and you watch the whole leaf go up. So your whole intention is being burned and it's going up in smoke. Um, that is a really good way to manifest the intention you have. So I've done that before in ritual. I've done it as just as a wish. I, and I've also used it as a part of a spell. So like to close off a spell. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, yeah, I mean... Oh, you can also, you can also put it, um, you can also, uh, 
so if you, so this is actually, I, I actually read this one online and it was one that I had not heard before, but I love it. So people used to sweep their doorsteps of the, um, of the footprints of unwanted guests and then rub bay leaves on the doorstep to prevent them from returning. So that's actually a, a method that, I mean, I had heard it in protection. I've heard it laid across a threshold before. Um, and this was a new one to me. Um, so yeah, you can put it, uh, if you're, if you, if you, if someone came to your house and you're like, Oh, I don't ever want them to come back or you're tr- having a hard time to get rid of someone after they leave, if you sweep your doorstep really well, and then you rub bay across the doorstep, it'll, it'll help prevent them from wanting to come back. I am definitely going to keep that there. The next time somebody comes and asks, excuse me, have you ever heard of our Lord Jesus Christ? I'll be like, I have bay leaves, mother. You're yeah. like, I got aliens for you. Like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> make a yeah, I mean, they, they just to stand there and be like, come on, tell me, tell me about it. You know, I really, it's, it's, a, it's an herb that I think is, has, is so multi, so it's so multi-purpose. So I really, it's something that I think I use in the majority of the work I do because it, because it can be harnessed in so many ways. They're also really easy to find. You can get them at literally any grocery store. Um, most, if you have a local witchy shop or metaphysical shop, you can go, most of them will have bay leaves that you can buy in bulk there. Um, but yeah, you can order them online, but yeah, you can just go to the grocery store and they'll have them, uh, in like a little spot and they're in the spice section. They're usually in a jar and they're the full, they're the full leaf. They're the leaves that people online thought, I don't know. This is like a very funny anecdote about Bay, but I don't know if anyone saw this meltdown on the internet of, so Chipotle uses Bay leaves to season things like many people do. And very, I don't know who these people were, but people were finding them in their food and just having a meltdown on the internet about how there was a tree that fell into their Chipotle and it was so gross and so dirty. And everyone's like, you mean that thing we use it's actually considered a spice instead of an herb but that spice we use yeah it's yeah. not a tree I mean it is a tree but it didn't fall from the sky when Chipotle was making your food yeah people are special people are special it was really funny I was like what and it's just so like literally seething review after seething review about Chipotle you know being furious that um people being furious at Chipotle that there was a leaf in their food we actually, we actually have a really good listener question, which I think kind of goes along with uh, kind of some of the things we've already touched on. Um, but it was, do you have any magical suggestions for home office spaces to aid in focus, productivity, concentration, communication, and other such things to aid in working from home, which I think many, 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 many of us are now? Yeah, um, I, I certainly have had, have had this being a challenge. I've worked at home for about three and a half years now at this point. Um, and my, my witchcraft life and my day job tend to intersect a little bit because I work in an interfaith organization. So um, a lot of times things tend to get pretty blurred. And um, what I have learned to do is I have to create specifically Um, I call, I do nine minutes in the morning. I set a timer to sit at my altar and clear my mind. So if a thought comes into my head, I let it go. I don't actually close my eyes because I find that closing my eyes, my mind wanders more than, but I light a candle and I stare at the candle um, on my altar with these gods. And every single time a thought comes into my head, I just acknowledge it and let it go. And doing that every morning for nine minutes 
helps my brain focus on the next thing I'm doing. So then it's like, okay, the first thing that I, after my work is at the altar is done, the next thing I'm going to focus on is making breakfast. And so I no longer, I used to like check my email while I was making breakfast and then also listen to a our podcast from the night before. I don't do that. Um, and so I make breakfast, that is my task. And then when I get to focus throughout the day, I'm finding better to compartmentalize my, um, uh, my working. And I think also if you can dedicate one area of your house to your work, that's going to be a lot easier for you than if you just work anywhere, because then it, it is harder for you to one focus on your job, but then also leave it and then like go hang out with your spouse and watch a movie because you're going to be watching a movie and where your mind was just working. So um, that's what I do is just training my mind that this is the time for this. This is the time for staring at the candle. This is the time for making breakfast. This is the time for email. And I schedule breaks in as well. And it sounds a little uh, maniacal at first, but you get the hang of it and it gets easier. I also think, I also think that it's important. One of the things I've had to do is actually set like, like for myself, I don't naturally have this, but like work hours because otherwise I'll start checking my work email if I wake up at six o'clock, six thirty in the morning and start working on things and then I'll do something else. And then I'll find myself still doing things at seven o'clock at night. And so I've, I've started trying to kind of give myself hours so that I'm not just kind of working all day long in the evening, in the early morning and, and just kind of popping in and out so that it just helps me to kind of feel like I have a morning and I feel like I have an evening because I'm not, I don't have to do that. I don't have to be answering my emails at, at eight, at six thirty in the morning. Um, and so just kind of trying to pare myself down to what is reasonable office hours and work within that time. Um, because I feel like that's one of the difficulties sometimes when you're working from home is the homework life just kind of starts blending and it's just really easy to be, you know, see an email and answer it no matter what time of day it is. And I, sometimes I feel like you need to set those hourly boundaries. Yeah. I think that, um, all, all of that, certainly I found, I found the same thing that like setting, setting a schedule for yourself that you stick to is really helpful. I also think, you know, for me, it's like the ritual of doing something different. So it's like if on a non-work day, I might get up and like, you know, hang out in my pajamas and like lays my way. So on a work day, I have a specific ritual. It's like I get up, I make breakfast, I go, I come, I like I, I've gotten dressed, I'm ready to go. And then what I do is I come in and for me, it's making a pot of tea. So I'll make a pot of tea, I'll bring it into my workroom, I sit down. And it's like, I've then signified that I've like shifted my energy into work energy. Um, there are herbs you can use to help with, uh, with focus. So like alertness, black pepper is really good for alertness. So if you want, if you want to create like an herb blend that you can have in your, uh, in your space that you could put, you could even create like a little like career altar uh, that's like all career focused energy on the corner of your desk or a little, a little like next to whatever area you work on. Um, so black pepper basil is really good for job energy, basil, sandalwood, and hawthorn. So those are all good herbs to, to use when you, I mean, black pepper is a spice, but use to 
um, to kind of bring that focus in. So if you want to create something, I mean, obviously I wouldn't grind a bunch of black pepper and put it in your workspace cause you'll start sneezing. But if you have some like peppercorns that you could throw in or set on the altar with some basil or with hawthorn or sandalwood, um, and you, and you kind of, I, I really like having, I have like a little mini kind of, I mean, it's not like a full on altar, but kind of a little magical space on my desk. And I think that that, really helps too. One of the people, one of the uh, people on the call said for focus, they keep citrine amethyst and aquamarine by the computer. Um, so yeah, I think that, uh, anything that you can do that really keeps you it from, I think the biggest thing for me is like, yeah, I like having this little space of magical things that I have that are, that its intention is to be work focused. And then to really like find something, whether it's, pouring a glass of water and sitting it down. It's like you want to create a pattern in your mind that that triggers like I'm working now, right? And so for me, that's making a pot of tea, sitting down, touching or putting something on my magical area and, you know, and, and, then, and then starting to work. I think that's a really good suggestion to have a magical area at your desk. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's literally just a corner. So, I mean, I, I'd call it an altar, but it's like such a small group of things. I guess a mini altar. I, I'll call it an altar. But like this little tiny altar just of stuff uh, that, is all of, that is all focused around work really helps. Mm. That's awesome. Well, um, this has been awesome. We've had now our second uh, That Witch Life uh, podcast at a Columbia Willamette Pagan Pride Day. So thank you for joining us. Um, thank you for supporting Columbia Willamette Pagan Pride Day. We will hopefully have this event uh, next year back at Oaks Park. Yay. I, I know. I'm, I'm super excited and hopeful. This has been, I, I don't know, this, is, this day has a special place in my heart. So even though it's, it's virtual this year, I've still been super excited. And in a lot of ways, it's been so much easier for me because I've actually been able to enjoy it from home. So that's, that's been pretty fantastic. Thank you all so much for listening. And a special thanks to Other Worlds of Wonder and Columbia Willamette Pagan Pride for hosting us today. If you want to support the show, the best way is to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. You can also buy us a coffee, check out our merch on our Etsy store, become a supporter on Patreon. And we are also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For show notes, audio transcript, or to become an episode sponsor, or to ask us a question to answer on a future episode, you can go to thatwitchlife.com to contact us. Until then, keep moting that shit, and we'll talk to you next week. Find us at thatwitchlife.com for archived episodes or to ask your burning questions for us to answer in a future podcast. So mode it be. <laughs> oh, you've never seen us before? Well, this is this is what we look like. Yeah, we always look like this. We always put on makeup I and a pretty like outfit before yeah, we record. Even in my sleep. Well, actually, sometimes I get lazy and sleep in my makeup, but... <laughs> And then if I'm really, if I've done a really good job putting it on and have a really, really good setting spray, sometimes I wake up and it looks good. <laughs>